I'm, I literally have it for work. I will get rid of it off my phone right now, and I will do seven days. Seven you don't, days. You don't think I can do it? I don't think you can do zero social media if it's not for work for seven days. Okay, here we That's go. That's a lot. That's a challenge. I know I couldn't do it. Gone. Off my phone. Okay. But that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. I don't use my computer at home. I'm always on my phone. Really? Yeah. I'm a millennial. That's what we do. Uh, hey everyone, uh, I'm Lisa. I'm Tom. Welcome to the Being Church podcast. We are so glad you have joined us. What's up, girl? Along those, along those lines of, of people joining us, I just, I just want to tell you something. Okay. Okay. So I have recently had a couple people reach out Mm -hmm. randomly and say, uh, like say something about this, like reference the podcast. And oh, cool. it kind of freaks me out a little bit because <laughs> I think that I come in here really not thinking that anybody but you and I yeah. listen and Junior, because he asked you. Um Cause what? Junior, because he asked you, listens oh, to this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh and Marie, because she, you know, has to help right, edit and right, all that stuff. Right. So I just it kind of freaks me out when anybody says anything about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh wow, like somebody li- like you listen. Yeah. That's the first thing. But then like this person talked about he specifically uh, said something about the gifts episode. And um, so it really kind of it really kind of made me so grateful that he that he said that it that it uh, made him think in a certain way. Yeah. Just because I want to make sure that we remember always that this that this uh, podcast like the purpose of this podcast was to help our community to walk with our community uh, in, in spreading the gospel and for us to be there for each other and to encourage each other. And so, uh, as wonderful and therapeutic, spiritually therapeutic as it is for me to come in here (laughs) and talk to you and how much fun it is. Like the actual purpose is that, uh, this is for St. Louis parishioners. Yeah. hundred percent. And so to hear that, even if it's just one person, uh, saying like, I listened to this episode and it meant something. It's just kind of an affirmation that um, that this is a ministry and that um, there is goodness. Yeah, we're not just wasting our time. No, right? Or, yeah, right. Or resources, you know what right, I mean? Right. You always want to check yourself and make mm-hmm. sure that your ministry is living up to the mission that you, it began with. And totally. so I just wanted to say thank you to uh, that person who emailed me and also uh, just encourage any other listener uh, to let us know the things that... Um, that you're hearing that you appreciate or the things that you're like, Oh, like, I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know so much about that. Or is if there's something that you'd like us to discuss, it's just really nice to hear that beyond this room that we're sitting in right now with, um, water bottles. (laughs) There's a lot of, there's like thousands of water bottles for for fun fest. Yeah. That beyond this little room and you and I, that, that together we are really trying to, advance the gospel. Yeah, totally. This is a ministry of St. Louis. And it sh- the reason I wanted to start it is because it it should spark conversation, right? It should it should encourage people to think about this in their own lives or in their homes or um among friends or on Facebook, you know. It should it should spark conversation. So that's cool that you got yeah. that email. Yeah. I think that um in the future we should re relook at relook <laughs> look at gifts again yeah um and kind of take it a different direction and have a new I would love for you to have somebody on uh, at the king's tavern 
to talk about gifts with oh like a speaker yeah that would be cool like somebody who just can you know that would be really cool yeah anyway always looking for ideas uh so i kind of um that kind of leads into just you and i wanting to take a moment and Mm -hmm. discuss um uh what happened uh in pittsburgh well yeah not just in pittsburgh but so so last week um over the course of one or two days, there were three extremely violent events that happened in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they made the news. Uh, I was struck by the fact that they happened, but also um, the sort of conversation that surrounded everything. Um, I was not, I was 10 years old when 9-11 happened. Right. There you go. That just gives you a perspective. Um, (laughs) And that was a horrific, horrific, horrific event. Um, And there have been other violent events that have happened in the past where the conversation afterward, um, it kind of gives us insight into how these events wounded our country and how people um, were so shocked by them and so taken aback by them. Like, how could this happen? Right. Was the reaction. Um, I feel like that is happening less and less as right. we keep experiencing these violent things in our right. country. Um, I feel like we're forgetting that there are people on the receiving ends of these events anyway. And so I, I was just a little, um, perturbed by that this weekend. And I thought, I thought it would be a good idea for you and I to just have a conversation about, um, responding to violence, not necessarily about why the violence is happening. Um, that's a totally different conversation and right. maybe not, this isn't the place for that. Um, but, but I mean, you and I have been kind of talking about this a little bit. How do we like, how do we look at this? Right. And what's our response as Catholic Christians? Right. I wanted to have this conversation with you when you brought it up. You were like, Hey, should we discuss this? A part, part of me wanted to have the conversation just because I wanted to say, I just wanted to be kind of in, in mourning with people, um, yeah, across the country, yeah, totally. In that, in that, in that sense that you, you you've said, um, you know, it's getting less and less um, shocking, it, right? It's it's you know, I don't know if we're desensitized to it or if we just expect it. I mean, it's yeah, it's been a while since something this big has happened. Um, granted, there's violence every day in every right. city across the United States, some more than others. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it saddens me how like, yep, this yeah. is just what happens. The, the, how matter of fact this is. Well, I think, uh, I maybe think, that's just my interpretation. No, of it, no, no, for sure. I, I, you know, well, I think that we are like, there's a saturation of information. Totally. Partly is, is, is the issue. But I think also we, uh, we forget all of us forget um value and worth and dignity of other people um it it's easy to do uh, because we become very centered on our own lives and our own things and so um you know when you brought this up i was like okay you you posed the question when when you texted me you said um i was ranting you uh, well, okay it was, I was a good voice question. texting so i was definitely ranting <laughs> i was like um that was actually a really good text thread back. In. I know. Like we I know. like it just, I think we just for everybody out there, Tom and I really push each other to be 
better, I think. She pushes me more. No, no, no. Well, I'm older. I Dang, I hope so. Yeah. I hope when in 10 years, you're pushing somebody a little bit more than... <laughs> the but, young whippersnapper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the question you posed that really had me thinking overnight about it was, how, as, how do we as Catholic Christians respond to violence? And I was like, oh, gosh, like... What does that look like? Yeah. And this morning, as I was thinking about it on the way to work, I just, the beatitude, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Um, they will be called the children of mm-hmm. the Lord. That verse came to mind um, just because I know from the past couple years of kind of, here's my, here's the thing. I'm not good at separating my heart from trauma and sadness and I feel everything super deeply. Um, and so, so as I kind of look to the whole of humanity and all the places of violence, like we were talking about, there's, there's, there's going to be violence. Like you said, since the fall, Cain and Abel. Yeah. This is uh, at one level, this is like the world that we live in, right? This is our existence. St. Augustine wrote this book, uh, called, um, city of God. And he says two cities exist at the same time. It's the city of God and the city of man. And we're in the city of man right now. And heaven is when these two come together and the city of God overtakes the city of man and kind of makes it perfect. Right. And until that happens, I feel like I need to read that. It's a, it's a, it's a large book. Oh, <laughs> it's a very the five, large book. The first chapter maybe. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, at some level, like it is going to happen, but right. like on the other hand, because of who we are and what right. we believe, like we're we not need allowed to... to be paralyzed by it. Right. We can't be in, in a lot of ways. I'm actually glad you said that. We're we're not allowed to be paralyzed right. by it in terms of inaction. We can't right. just be like, well, it happens. Sorry. That's how it is. We're also not allowed to be paralyzed by fear, especially when um, like these happen. This happens in houses of worship, right? Sutherland Springs, right? These synagogues. Um, we are not the only people who are like, what if it happened here? Uh, which is a, it's a horrifying thought. Right. Um, but we can't let that stop us from coming to church. Right. We can't let this, that stop us from living our normal life. Like we can't be people. Fear is not from God. It no. is not from God. We have to be careful. Right. But anyway, so I'm, I'm glad that you, you said that we can't be paralyzed by this. Anyway, back to your point. Right. So, so, so as I was thinking about, okay, wh- how do we respond to violence without making it, Without climbing on top of like a platform and saying, this is the reason this is happening and this is what must go in order to fix it. Because honestly, I don't think anybody really has all the answers. That's the, I, but I right. do think individually and as a church, we, we are called um, to that, into that beatitude of peacemaking. And in the last couple of years, like recently, um, like in the last week or two, uh, Humans of New York, honey, yeah. has done a, a spot on or has done a series on Rwanda, the genocide in Rwanda. Oh, wow. And so I forced my... I've, Do you, what is Humans of New York? It's a Facebook page, right? No, Yeah, it's a, it's a... Or it started that yeah, way. Yeah, I think it started that way, but it's just a photographer who goes around and just tells the stories of... Profiles people profiles in, pe- in New York. In New York, York yeah. but, but he's done... Um, he's gone to... India and he's gone to different he's done kind of like specialized um cool and so he he went to Rwanda and um he I kind of forced myself to read uh the stories of the people in Rwanda because he specifically was doing was doing a piece on the on the genocide that happened in Mm. in 1994 and um 
800,000 people were murdered in 100 days. 100 days, right? 800,000. And just that number is so daunting. And just to think about it. It's like a city. In 100 days. So to read the stories of the survivors, of what they went through and how they survived uh, just mass genocide was it. So it's, it's two things, right? It's, it's just that, that heartbreak over, over humanity, humanity, uh, treating other humans like that. It's the heartbreak there, but it's also kind of back to this idea of peacemaking. It's like these people who were brave enough and courageous enough to, uh, to try to, uh, preserve human life and who were brave enough to kind of step into uh, danger. And we're you and I probably never going to be called. Hopefully you and I will never be called to step into a situation like that. But it it helped me in stories like this genocide and just over the, you know, history of, of our human, human family. One of the things that I'm coming to understand is that there's a difference between peace keeping Mm -hmm. and peacemaking so peacekeeping is just like kind of placating keeping everything peaceful not don't let anybody kind of get out of their spot or their peacemaking is like a a verb it's like an action Mm. that we do to make peace happen interesting and so i i feel like on a personal level or in a in a parish level since this is the being church podcast what do we do as parishioners as as people of god to make peace, to create peace, to yeah. be active um, in the role of creating peace in our in our own families, yeah, right in our in our communities. What does that look like? Well, I think it, it starts with understanding what violence actually is, right? And so, violence doesn't just have to be physical, right? It's not just murder. It's not just genocide. Um, Violence is, I'm sure there's a really good definition in the tradition that I'm forgetting right now, but like violence is harming someone um, unjustly, right? And and it's, it ruins your relationship with them. It does damage to a lot of different aspects of uh, that person's life. And so it can be emotional. It right. can be physical. It can be spiritual. Right. Right. Like um, the abuse crisis that, you know, we are still suffering the effects of like that was a violent act. Those are violent acts. And so um, I think to understand like where we start making peace, we have to understand what violence is. And then we also have to understand that like (laughs) whether we intend it or not, like I think all of us participate in violence in some way every day. Oh, for sure. You know? Um, So I think it starts with kind of analyzing our own behaviors in our own lives. It's hard to be that objective about ourselves though. It's really hard because (laughs) a lot of times we think that we're doing, we are working towards peace and we are working towards justice in, and, um, it is really hard to kind of look at, uh, the way that we think and the way that we act in an objective way. I think that's why it's really important to have people around us that help, uh, that kind of push us to, um, to greatness, I guess, to push us towards um, being the version of ourself that that is is most holy, yeah. uh, most humble. Um, but I think that's little by little. There are ways to uh, to be to be peacemakers, and a lot of times, I think being a peacemaker is super uncomfortable. Yeah, I think because I was I was trying to think of like how do I do this? How do I start this in my life? Um, I think when I'm 
actively trying to be a peacemaker. Um, I start by just, and it's, it's like I'm encountering a stranger, right? I, I'm trying just to hear where they're coming from. to just to hear their story and really trying not to put judgment on it. Um, a lot of the people who I talk to or who come to me haven't been living Catholic lives, haven't been living Christian lives. And so it's, um, I think it's the first step of peace is like just hearing where this person is at, not condoning or accepting things that they've done if they're terrible things, but to, identify the dignity in them right the the human dignity in them um well and that's where it all begins that's i love that humans of new york thing because it's like these people have millions of it's not religious in any way but it's like you are human and there's something divine to that right right and i think that i think that's that that's where it all starts is human dignity the worth and the value of every human being catholic or not um and that we honor that and we respect that. And I think it's super wise that you said it. It kind of all begins with listening to yeah. people and really hearing them. Because I think we all know people who listen mm-hmm. with the intent of speaking right after. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. And I think feeling heard is oftentimes very disarming. Like when there is a yeah. situation that is not full of peace, that is, that is, and you know, I can think of situations in my own life where, uh, there are relationships that are not at peace that if I'm going to come into that relationship ready and locked and loaded with an ammunition, ammunition full of words that this is what you've done and this is why I'm angry and this right. not ready to really, really hear what they have to say. Yeah. You're not like entering in. You're not, you're not giving that relationship that encounter a fair chance. Right. It's, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Keep going. It was probably brilliant. It was. Um, there is this quote that oh. I... Go ahead. Go, go, go. There's a difference between um, debating and dialoguing, right? Debating is like, I have a point to prove. I'm going to counter your points. Right. But dialogue is hearing that thing and entering into a conversation about, well, you know, why is this wrong? Or like, why? Anyway, what this is where I think this is where peace starts. Right. And here's the other thing. Seeing is that the humanity it's not, in a person. It's not... I think sometimes we fall into this lie that peacemaking waters down truth. Yeah, right. Like when we talk about things like peace and hope and love, it's like hippie garbage, right? right. Like, but it's it's not. I don't know how to, this is a separate thing. I don't know how to take those words like peace and hope and love and evangelization and relationship and take the um, the soft out of them because those things are very difficult. Oh, yeah. Those things are very... And they test you and they <sighs> grind you down. Like, how many relationships have you been in that grind you oh, yeah. down? Absolutely. Well, and just... Love is not... Just let's just let's just take the biggest one. Let's take love. Yeah. That's not easy. The, no. The, the, the actual de- definition of love, willing the good of others, is not, is not easy. Quite literally, it could lead you to death. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, it, you know, it isn't butterfly. It isn't roses. It isn't... But it's it is the very at the very it's at, at the very bottom level of what we're supposed to be doing, even though it's you, really hard. You mean like it's the most basic thing. It's the most basic thing. Right. It's like where we're supposed to start. Right. Anyway. Love, hope, all of it. So um there is this here's the thing. It's hard to get it's hard not to get overwhelmed. 
Yeah. It's really hard because there's a lot. And um, when I get overwhelmed, I go back to this quote that I've heard over and over. It says, do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Walk, love mercy now. Walk humbly now. Yeah. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. Mm, I so, like that. Yeah. So you're not, we're not, we're not all, none of us are going to solve all of, it's like Mother Teresa saying, you know, you want to, you want to help go. You want to go to Calcutta? Don't. Yeah, your Calcutta your is in Austin, Texas right, in the right. backyard. Yep. Right. So you've got it. We've got to, we've got to contribute to the piece. It, it doesn't help consuming, 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 consuming the news that things are very hard and then either getting angry or despairing about it. Yeah. Those two things are not of God. We've got to work on our hope and we've got to work on our love. Yeah, I think um, the next the next step in peace is like the message that you are sharing and the message that we should be sharing, the people who we are, it, we're people of hope. And hope is the theological virtue by which we desire heaven. Yada yada yada. That's the that I see. I know some definitions. That is a really good will. Yeah, right. Shout What's up, out. Dude? That was awesome. Um, but it's also like the way that we live every day. Like, finish that beatitude. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Right. Like when we live peaceful lives, when we speak hope, when we do the things that Jesus asked us to do, we are the person. Who we belong to, what we belong to, it changes. And and here's the right? thing. We become children of God. Exactly. And this is what ends up happening is that we stop having to talk so much about who we are. We just, we just are. We are who and we are. And people can see it. And people are drawn. You can name five people right now whose faith is lived so brilliantly that you are drawn to that person. Yep. And that have an effect on who you are yep. as a as a as a child of God. And so that's what we're called to. We're called to just live as children of God. And, and the way that people know that is, is that we are peacemakers, is that we are hope spreaders, right? Is that we are charitable. And you're right. They're not going to, again, it's not going to stop these big violent things from happening, but we're not, we're, God has given us things in our lives to do. He has given us responsibilities in our very lives and they're not, they might not be on the big scale. They might not make the news, might not be YouTube stars because, because of them, but like we've been given a domain, like all of us, we are all Kings by our baptism. Right. And so, um, who said, I forget who said this, but, uh, Oh, we're watching this movie on St. Thomas More. It's called uh, man for all seasons. And St. Thomas More was a lawyer, uh, chancellor. He was back in the day in the, Europe. Father Doug knows more about him than I do. And so he had this, this young lawyer under him who wanted to be a judge. And so, uh, in the beginning of the movie, he's like, St. Thomas put a good word in for me with this guy. You know, I want to be a judge. I want to be famous. I want people to know my name and know my judgments. And St. Thomas is like, uh, why do you want everyone to know? Isn't it good enough for you that God, your family and your friends know who you are and know what you're about? And I heard, I heard that. And I was like, Whoa, that's like, Everyone who's my age needs to hear that because we all want to make this big impact on the world, which right. is great. But the biggest impact starts at home, starts with our friends, starts with our families. Like call your mom, call your dad. Right. Right. And oh. just, and love them. So that's really good. This, this idea of peace, we romanticize it. We blow it out of proportion. It starts, it starts so close to us. Right. It starts at this parish. 
It, our job yeah. as as being church here at St. Louis King of France is what does that look like mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. on these parish grounds from face to face, neighbor to neighbor here on on these grounds and then and then and then we go out. Exactly. And so what? No, I'm just like that. That t- like that. I, this conversation takes it out of me just because it's. I know it's overwhelming. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um. And so, and I know there's there's a thought out there that's like, um, violence is always going to happen. It happened in the Bible, right? right? Like it happened in the Old Testament. Like God even wanted some of this violence to happen. And so I was I was thinking about that. I was researching that question last night because I was like, well, what if our conversation leads to that? It didn't. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> but, nice. Um. I, I was watching a Bishop Barron video and he was saying that, uh, you know, we have this tendency to like talk about the God of the old Testament, the God of the new Testament. That's a heresy, right? It is one God, one God who operated through all of salvation history. And so, um, some people might say, well, God's a God of evil. He's an evil God. He likes war. He asked his people to make war, do war. And, um, Bishop Barron says, we're supposed to read the old in light of the new. And so when you read it, when you read scripture, when we hear what Jesus says, Jesus is like the most perfect revelation of God that we have. Um, we hear that God is a God of peace and of mercy. He's also a God of justice. Right. Right. And so uh, he gives us some insight about how we're supposed to read about those things in the Old Testament. They're, they're mostly like allegorical, spiritual. How we're supposed to battle evil. Right. Is what Bishop Barron says. Um, and so I, I think it's, that's something that we should also take into our spiritual lives. Like how do we approach evil? Right. We rip it limb from limb. Like we reject it. We punish it. We get rid of it. Right. Um, because and our God is a God of peace and mercy. I also think that if that's, it's really good to think about Jesus being the most perfect mm-hmm. uh, way to all of this. And I feel like if we all as his follower followers go back, to scripture and read become familiar with who he is and how he made peace and what kind of people he was interested in and sitting in front of the blessed sacrament and yep. receiving him i think all of this helps towards the peacemaking if we yeah. if we are i gave a talk the other day to the teenagers about who jesus is to me because like who who is jesus to us like is he just is he so far away or is he our best friend? Do we talk to him all day long? And I feel like if we really know him and we really follow him, he will give us the insights in where in our own lives, in our own communities, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be making peace. You're 100% right. You're 100%. So, and, and, and it's we're not going to look different. It. It's going to look different for Tom than it is for Elisa. Yeah, totally. And we are already doing it here, right? Like you said, the people who pray in front of abortion clinics, yeah. um, they are peacemakers. B in social ministry. She is a peacemaker, right? right? We we are all trying to be peacemakers. We are doing it here right. at St. Louis. Um, and I'm sure some of you who are listening to this podcast are doing it already. Um, but we're not perfect and we need to keep striving. And so there are always areas where we can emulate Christ right. and be more like him. I think it is therapeutic also when something tragic happens is to spend time in prayer for those people. Like I think it's really important to honor people who have lost their lives and lost family family members um no matter in what circumstance it is i think that it's really important and that's why you know um uh all saints and all souls day for me is like one of i love i that favorite hands down um 
feast day or whatever for our for our church because for those two things to go hand in hand for us to have people to look to um in the saints and also to be given the chance to pray for those who have died I think is I mean our church in, on so many levels has kind of just thought of it all like there's no detail left you know uncovered and so I just think that this week in particular because we will be um honor in a special way we can honor and we should honor um victims of violence yeah yeah that would be an interesting episode to do in the future the effectiveness of thoughts and prayers oh mm, i'm yeah interesting is right (laughs) interesting is right yeah um so yeah so we're called to be peacemakers and that looks different for all of us but but it's it's the way that we it's the way that we bring the gospel to bear in the world um Right. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's- well, and the Beatitudes are basically just like, I really feel like we need Here's to- Here's a roadmap. <laughs> yeah. And we remember when we, anyway, it, it would be good to go over some of those. Because some of those, I don't really do very well. And I don't yeah, really understand Yeah, as a church, fully. I don't think we really get into them very much. And we should, because- It's basically like, this is how. <laughs> Jesus is like, yeah, this is how you, yeah, this is it. This, like, this is you how know, you reach This the is how you pray. Heaven. And we do that prayer. You know what I mean? Like, so what about the Beatitudes? Like, like, can we, it would be really cool if we had like a, like a series on them. Hmm. Uh, just, just. Let me just whip that up. Yeah. yeah let King's me just Theology get, over there. Sure, get, yeah, yeah. get on it. Elisa Molina <laughs> wants a King's Theology on the Beatitudes. Will she come though? Mm. I would make, I would have to. Yeah, you would. You would. Um, we really appreciate again, uh, you guys joining us. We will, um, we will pray for you immediately after, um, we close down. We ask that you uh, just keep uh, our country in prayer during this time and just uh, just keep people in general who have lost someone, um, whether, you know, it's big makes news or doesn't. Um, we want to pray for for people who have died. We want to pray for their families. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Go be peacemakers and go be church.